What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 40. This is the May 2020 edition. And we're sitting down with TCC President Rob Roach, uh, VP Sales and Marketing Corey Mullins, and VP Sales and Marketing AJ Petrarca. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Morning. Good morning, Ben. Happy, happy May, albeit a, a gloomy, gloomy start to May here, it looks like. Happy Friday, too. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Sir, yes, sir. This is episode uh, episode forty. We're in the fours, so that's that's kind of a cool milestone. We're almost almost at almost at the big five zero. Um, but yeah, happy May. Hopefully, we're we're getting to close to the end of the rain here. I don't know about down in Texas, but I know it's been rain has been the norm with a few sunny days mixed in. So we're looking forward to getting out of this wall and getting into the full swing of summertime here. How's the weather down there, Mullins? You know what? It's beautiful this morning. It's been it's already started to get pretty pretty warm. We've been in the high eighties on certain days, and then we. have had some 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 thunderstorms roll through that kind of cooled cooled things down. A couple of tornado watches, typical this time of year. Uh, but uh, no, it's nice right now. 65, sunny skies, no winds blowing. It's nice. Windows are open. It's nice. I was texting, I was texting Rob yesterday. It's supposed to be like 65 and sunny this weekend. That's like a that's like a high. I'm excited for that. And that's like the norm for you guys. Freaking crazy. <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's May. We're still, if anyone's watching the video version, you can see we're we're all still on GoTo meetings, still working from home uh, with our physical offices here closed down. Um, seems like some some positive news starting to trickle in about some potential uh, cures and, and the, the curve starting to flatten a little bit, which is exciting to see. And, and we're excited to start putting plans in, in into motion to get the office back up and running. But you know, as anyone that's watching can see, we are uh, still working from home, 100% operational, but still all all remote. Um, Miss seeing you guys in person. It's weird. I'm, I'm very used to seeing you guys on screen now. Ready to get back to just some in-person <laughs> meetings and get back to the office. We built that whole podcast room for what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're gonna be we're gonna be back in in maybe maybe in June with masks on for the podcast. Oh, we'll just build little plexiglass enclosures for each one of us, and we'll sit next to each other just enclosed. <laughs> Be little boxes like that. What was that Whoopi Goldberg show that had everyone like in their own little cubes? Um, but yeah, still dealing with the coronavirus. Um, you know, logistics challenges. Maybe some promising, promising cures coming out. Um, still dealing with best of delays. So seeing it from all different fronts with with demand being down and logistics challenges. Um, but what's what's kind of the update on on what's happening with as we come into May here? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it's been status quo. I mean, there's there's not much updates. It's I don't know, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know where we're going. I've stopped making predictions because I just uh, I continue to be wrong. <laughs> so I just go. I'm just going with the flow. <laughs> I wait for the the price announcements to come out, and then I predict what those price announcements are going to be. That's been pretty successful so far. <laughs> a lot of a lot of ocean vessel sailings getting canceled. We saw from our logistics guys this week, and some other reports that we get. Um, it was definitely going to be a, a shortage of ISOs for any bulk liquid moves. Um, but it's kind of been been the norm. I mean, nothing's still challenging. Not much is changing. You know, starting to see some positive news. Hopefully, some of this starting to break. But you know, overall, it's kind of just been been status quo. It's just the the world we're living in, and, and hope things that start to open up safely sometime soon, so we can get back to some sort of normal. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know that's a good point, Ben. I think we've seen um, you know more and more in our personal lives. We've seen broken supply chains. You know, right now, currently, it's meat. You know, with the the meatpacking industry getting hit hard with coronavirus. Um, our supermarkets here have had a run on meat and there's not much meat available. Uh, we saw a prior on things like um, toilet paper, paper towels, um, general you know, hoarding of items. 
as we all went into quarantine. Um, so I think that, you know, it, it's very concerning when you see the uh, chemical manufacturing index and you see it drop below where it was uh, after World War II. It's the lowest it's ever been. So, um, you know, chemical manufacturing replies, uh, chemical manufacturing depends on robust GDP worldwide. And they actually build plants for growth in GDP. GDP has come to a grinding halt. And these plants run continuously, most of them. So what does that mean? It, it means shutdowns. It means rationalization. It means lack of availability. It means broken supply chains. Just to keep it in mind, we saw that after 08, where oil went to $120 a barrel, and there was basically... Um, you know, no product available, what was available cost a fortune. And we've seen the CMI go well below what happened after 08. So um, everybody should be very concerned about their supply and uh, local supply is becoming more and more uh, something that people have to consider. And I think this is where TCC is of value because we do keep product available in our warehouses, our short tanks, our rail cars, we do a good job of keeping product available for our customers. So, but it is very concerning to see what we what we have going forward. I mean, with Corey, with methanol, I mean, they got to start shutting plants down. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, you know, things like uh, oxo alcohols, uh, acids, etc. I mean, you know, not only is the coronavirus coming into plants and affecting them and having uh, short-term shutdowns to clean and sanitize, but we're seeing, you know, a large, what's gonna happen is we're gonna have larger issues here with, you know, lack of demand and therefore shutting of plants. So uh, it's good to stay in touch with us and your other vendors and, and find out where your supply chain is coming from. And, you know, that's, that's, that's what we're seeing coming down the pike. And, and Rob, on the flip side of that, you know, and we were talking internally here on some some emails with some of our colleagues that that you know that you guys read this, I'm sure. But you know, on the supply chain point, you know, we're seeing a lot of producers managing their cash by reducing inventories, right? So you know, when when this thing does bounce back, and it you know it will, it'll be interesting to see you know the impact of those low inventories when demand starts to return, there could be some significant shortages in certain, you know, in certain raw materials. That'll be, you know, that's something I think to watch out for. Yeah. Even prior to the coronavirus and the pandemic, we were already seeing a lot of excess capacities and, and we were already seeing that there's going to be some rationalization before this mm -hmm. global pandemic. And uh, this is just going to accelerate that. And um, you know, that, that's a great point, Corey. I mean, people have been, you know, sucked up in mergers and acquired, and they've been told to keep inventories low and keep cash right. rich. And, you know, whether it's a consumer or a, um, you know, a producer, inventories are low. So yeah. when we do get out of this, there is going to be that robust demand kicking back in. And, uh, you know, there has been some somewhat positive um, assumptions on certain medications and, a potential September Oxford University is saying a potential available vaccination. So, you know, hopefully these are all true and uh, and and we will back to be back to a normal life. But when that happens, 
there's going to be some broken supply chains. Yeah, and, and, and AJ, you manage a bunch of products that have some uh, some agricultural you know applications, some pulp and paper applications, uh, urea, dye sign, dye med. What does what does demand look like for those uh, those products here in the last few you know last few months, and then coming into you know full spring and summertime here? Is, has demand been a little bit less, a little bit more? What are you what are you seeing with some of those? The the fertilizer demand season started off kind of steady Eddie. Um, the last week or so we saw you know a little bit of uh, of decline you know a couple a couple people were pushing out orders um you know with you know based on kind of reduced demand um you know so it seems to be it seems to have started off good and now it's it's softening a little bit specifically on on the ag side um the on the on the paper side that seems to be kind of steady eddie i haven't noticed you know much of a much of a change on on that at all um the, the big change in that came when, you know, the, the tariffs hit because a lot of the, you know, the, that type of paper would, would be exported to China and that, that stopped because of the tariffs. But, but since then it's, it's been flat. Yeah. And, and Rob mentioned, you know, oil a little bit earlier too. And it's, if, if you look at the price today is the price when we did the April podcast, it's the same, but obviously in the middle of the month we had, you know, crude go below zero for the first time, I think ever. Right. Um, so that was an interesting week or two trying to figure out what that meant and, you know how to how to analyze that and what that means for the next few months yeah that was a wild ride no doubt about it for those of us that you know track oil every single day it was very interesting to see and uh concerning at the same time i mean this is going to have a major impact on Corey's backyard i mean you know there's millions and millions and millions of americans that depend on that um industry for their living you know so right now you're seeing restaurants shut retail shut oil demand i mean it, it goes on and on and on so you know all of this is hyper concerning for us and for everyone obviously that's why they're doing as much as they can with the you know giving individual checks to individuals and the ppp and the bailouts and all this sort of stuff but i mean long term what if we keep printing money the way we are uh you know i just don't know how that's gonna have an ultimate effect on on the overall economy and of the world, you know, uh, just this this pandemic is just showing how small of a world we we live in, you know. Um, I think one one kind of positive note, I know I've seen a couple articles starting to come out, and you know, not just chemical industry ISIS ads and stuff like that. You know, the Wall Street Journal and, and some big publications talking about the chemical industry and how you know a lot of different companies and, and manufacturers have kind of banded together and are almost leading this fight against the coronavirus, which I think is a, a positive thing. I mean, you know, whether it's companies donating you know, tens of tank trucks of uh, sanitizing products to be able to provide the hospitals all the way down to, you know, companies starting to drum or tote IPA for, um, you know, individual companies that, you know, needed to sanitize their plants to get workers back to work. I mean, you see all kinds of stories like this of the chemical industry, you know, really leading the fight against it, and you know, plastics industry and, and things like that, fighting and, and building supplies with hospitals to be able to provide, um, you know, protective equipment and, plexiglass to you know have aid and sanitization and all these different stories about you know the plastics industry and the chemical industry really leading the fight to to try to uh, stop the spread of it and, and you know aid and sanitizing and all that stuff has I think been a, a little bit of a positive note and you know kind of the way everyone's like you said with the world being so small kind of banding together and, and really trying to fight the, the pandemic going on. I thought it was interesting in the stores you know when when this started to surface and things were moving off the shelves you know 
I thought all, a lot of the organic stuff staying put and a lot of the chemical based products uh, were moving a lot quicker, you know, and, and, and I don't have anything you can see organic or anything, but, but you're right to, to you know, it, the, the chemical industry does have a valuable place in, in, in this. And, um, you know, I, I think it has been a positive for us for sure. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's amazing to see that, um, you know, chemistry and, and polymers are so important in the fight against this pandemic and, and people, somewhat appreciating that you know i mean even toilet paper and paper towels are a chemical process uh, a lot of chemistry is used to make those things and um you know they're you know the the history of chemistry is is for the common person might hear chemicals and they think bad because of you know the history that that's there with it dumping in rivers and and bays and things like that and 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 smog in the air but um you know, the fact is that most global chemical producers have taken a, a, a track towards sustainability and uh, that track is, is having a great value to the world because there is no longer that, you know, um, idea that we can pollute and waste and, and, uh, and have it last forever. So they've actually been at the forefront of sustainability and, you know, it has been very nice to see um, you know the chemical industry step up with with like you said the sanitization products uh making them available researching what can be done for better sanitization um, and even going to the pharmaceutical level you know i mean chemistry is a big part of uh medicines uh we're we're big in the pharmaceutical industry medicines uh vaccinations all depend on chemistry so um you know it's a good point thanks for bringing it up ben yeah, even right in our backyard, we've got Honeywell, which is one of the main manufacturers of the N95 masks and other surgical masks, you know, ramping up production. That's a major, you know, uh, chemical reaction and is, I don't know if it's considered a paper, you know, product or what that process actually is, but obviously that can't happen without raw materials being processed and production lines ramping up to be able to, you know, increase their demand. I think I saw on average, we produce like 30 million masks a month and during the pandemic, we need like 130 million. So the demand is at, you know, five times what's actually being produced so it's cool seeing companies like honeywell especially for us being in rhode island right in our backyard ramping up to try to try to help out um but moving on price updates and trends um as mentioned crude obviously took a big dip but it's kind of back to where it was uh this time in april when we were on the podcast um, a lot of stuff seems to be flat maybe a little bit up but if anything kind of marginal with natural gas moving up a little bit Brent moving up a little bit um but still at, at pretty low levels you know compared to where we were four six eight months ago yeah, you know, we've seen the effects on uh, things like benzene is down, uh, settled for uh, May at 95 cents a gallon. So that's down from $1.25 a gallon. Uh, orthoxylene uh, way down, um, you know, it's catching up. Um, in some, some cases, it's having an effect on chemical prices. But going back to our earlier conversation of uh, supply chains being broken, it's, it's having less of an immediate effect on that. Um, as people are thankful just to be supplied um and then, you know we've had some very uh, aggressive uh phone calls and emails with people that are looking for immediate savings i think that's um dangerous right now uh ben those people that are demanding immediate savings and longer terms um a company like ours if you're asking for egregious terms we're going to walk away um if you're asking for prices below what's sustainable for us to operate we're going to walk away and then you might be left without anything so um i just i you know there's a my father always talks about how 
You know, there's times that you have to be the good guy when things are short and you got to get product out to your good customers and keep them supplied. And then, you know, there's times where you have to just walk away from these very aggressive purchasing people that are under pressure because their business isn't doing well and they're trying to take it out of your skin and, and your company. And, and I think we're at that position right now where there's some people that have been very aggressive with us asking for ridiculous terms, ridiculous prices, immediate savings. And, you know, w when we can't meet it, we walk away again, going back to supply chains, it really might hurt them, you know? Yeah. Something, uh, something to keep an eye on. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're still very much in the middle of this whole pandemic. So we'll see what continues happening with, with crude and with all the different raw materials. Um, you know, over the next couple of months and into the summertime should be interesting to see if and what happens, you know, ongoing featured products, new products for us. I know we're, the, the biggest thing we're working on is our new sanitization product line. I'm happy to be able to offer IPA, glycerin, ethanol, um, different products, everyone on this this screen and, and more, you know, I've played a role in getting this product line set up so we can offer it to uh, existing customers, new customers, um, you know, companies that historically, you know, need one drum IPA, four drums IPA, um, in a very tight marketplace, um, you know, we're proud to proud to offer that product line and happy to talk about it with anyone out there looking for for a product, especially as plants get back up and running and and companies are taking a close eye on keeping their employees safe as they start to reopen their businesses. Yeah, these products are going to become more and more important uh, as the uh, governments or the the state level government decides to open up. I mean, you think about it, uh, you're going to have to sanitize after every client if you're getting a pedicure, manicure, haircut. Uh, you're in a dentist chair, you're, you know, every single time that someone comes and exposes themselves to an area, you're going to have to sanitize that area. So uh, we're trying our best to to create a more robust line. You know, we do have things like you said, IPA, glycerin, hydrogen peroxide, ethyl alcohol, D-limonene, you know, these different products uh, that go into sanitization and uh, we're getting them out there as much as we can. Um, because uh, we are we are looking at uh, opening up. Um, you know, some states haven't been as affected as we have here in the Northeast. The concentration of of, of humans in New York City, in Boston, Chicago, uh, L.A. Uh, has been very evident in this whole fight against the coronavirus. And um, you know, when people are close to each other, it's just so uh, hyper. You can you know you can catch it by getting minimal exposure. So sanitization will be key to opening these states to for people to not get sick. Yeah, even like even in the wintertime, like just the the basic, you know, flu that comes out every year. I mean, even that's gonna be something that's people are gonna be more cautious of, more, you know, maybe even every winter people start wearing masks to protect from the flu and and spend more time sanitizing and looking at that. I mean, that could it could change, you know, the the flu season or the cold season, you know, forever with people being more careful about it. Yeah, and I just what well, we read something the other day that the sanitizer market is 15 times what it was before this all hit. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah, when it comes to the masks, um, you're basically just showing respect to the people around you when you're wearing a mask, and uh, so it's not really self-preservation or protecting yourself. It's it's you don't know. They're talking. You know, we had a conference call with our, our office this meeting and, and one of our uh, employees has a nephew that's had 30 days of positive tests, no symptoms. You know, he could be out there spreading it without any knowledge of the fact that he has it. And, um, 
you know, testing is also key. I don't really want to get too sidetracked, but I just think that it's very important that people take the, 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 the precaution of wearing a mask and gloves when they're out and about to, to hopefully lower the exposure rate and bring the curve down. Yeah, absolutely. There's only so much sanitizer that we all can produce. You know, 15x, that's a lot, Corey. I mean, that's massive. It's, it's been interesting to see, you know, distilleries and these companies that have these capabilities that is essentially a similar process as producing something like, you know, sanitizer. You, know, you go from producing whiskey to producing sanitizer. You know, all of a sudden the sanitizer market's more important than the whiskey market. Corey might disagree, but. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting closer. It's getting closer. <laughs> Uh, typically, this is when we talk about you know trade shows, events, conferences. Not much to report on that front. Um, EPCA in October did get canceled, so that's probably one of the furthest out ones we saw. Um, you know, it seems like stuff pretty much through June at this point's been postponed or canceled. Some big shows that we like to participate in in July and August are on at this point, but you know, who knows what's going to happen? I know that the Kevin Agro show in uh, South Carolina is always a good one for us, AJ, that we're always down at. Hopefully, that one goes on as planned because that's always a good one gonna be tough it's supposed to be july this year right so we're gonna be i don't know i don't know if that's gonna that's gonna happen but we'll we'll see have they made any announcements i haven't seen anything about that no not that i've seen i mean and there's, there's kind of two pieces to it too the show could go on but if companies aren't letting employees travel to the show you're gonna have a bunch of people standing at trade show booths just no one walking around so it's kind of twofold thing you know whether the, whether or not the show goes on is one thing and then whether or not people go is a whole separate thing so yeah. i mean interesting time for trade shows in the next six 12 months you got turkeys out there yeah what's going on ben i had a i had a lone hen come by mine earlier i don't know if you saw me scrambling for my phone but uh i, I mm. had a turkey in my front yard or a turkey in my front yard <laughs> turkeys and there's no shortage of meat here <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've been getting every day. It's got to be at least three to five turkeys walking through. But yeah, I mean, wrapping things up, that's, that's kind of the update. There's not not a whole lot to to report on or change. Um, it's kind of status quo as we deal with the pandemic. Hopefully, have some more positive news with the the curve flattening and on the decrease here. Come the come the June episode, who knows? Maybe we'll even all be back together again. Best case scenario, maybe a little too soon, but you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, not you know that, that kind of wraps things up. Unless there's anything else I'm, I'm missing here. We're staying optimistic, Ben. Um, you know, every day, you know, we get up, we know our family is uh, well and safe, and uh, and our, and we check on our extended family. There's been a lot of benefits that have come out of this pandemic and more family time, and nobody's murdered each other yet. Um, but uh, no, we're 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 very lucky that. Um, you know that we're we're here today together. I, I look forward to seeing you all in person. But um, you know, um, as the states open up, uh, it just it doesn't mean that the virus has gone away. It's still there. Um, one of our folks this morning brought up a point that they want to open up uh, the states so they can get uh, an idea where the cluster of, of of the viruses are, a better idea of where. You know, so it, it doesn't mean it's going to go away. It's not summer heat, summer humidity isn't going to kill the virus. It's still there. Um, so I just think that people should maintain a, a high level of caution uh, it, for themselves and also for those that are are at risk here. And um, and be um, you know be vigilant. You don't have to believe what you hear on TV. 
you have to look around and um, and be respectful to your community, not spread this disease and, and do the best you can if you do go out to protect others. I think it's safe to say that it seems like the, you know, the, the world at this point is all on the same page with wearing masks and gloves and, you know, just like you said, being respectful of everyone else, trying to contain this and all get through it kind of together. Yeah. Yeah. I think we will too. You know, I think we will. I know we will. And uh, it's uh, it's going to be a bright future once we figure it all out. I agree. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, as always, I appreciate your guys' time this morning. Good to good to see you all virtually and, and talk to you. Um, you know, thank you again to the Kettlebottom Creative guys for the the production, the editing, the recording of this. Uh, guys in the background here that you guys don't see, but really the, the true heroes and the guys putting the putting the magic behind the podcast. Um, so thank you guys. Thank you guys all for for sitting down this morning. Uh, look forward to seeing y'all again in person, uh, hopefully very soon. And uh, you know, we'll catch you next time. All right, guys. Thanks, bye, bye everybody. Bye.